It's the end. That's it. It's the end we of did Music it. Raygun. Yep, we did it. Season. Spoiler! We're not stopping the show. No. But we're stopping the season. Yeah. Because season. our seasons are 13 episodes long. And this is season 900? This is season... Is this season 13 or 14? This is this is the end of season 13. Oh, wow. God, look at us. Yeah. Okay. I haven't been counting. It's just because this show is just going to keep going Yeah, because numbers are meaningless. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. To end a season, if only because it means... We do a B-Sides Love episode. me a B-Side. The B-Sides episodes for new listeners, and I'm sure we have hundreds thousands, of thousands. If not thousands. Is, uh, you know, every episode we choose a musical theme or topic that we base the episode on. And at the end of the season, the B-Sides episode, each clip we watch goes back to one of the topics from a previous episode of that season. Yes, and we take one more bite of the apple from those topics. Tasty bite. Yeah, so... I will say this. Yeah. As I was leaving to go do this uh, recording, as I was leaving, uh, my daughter was like, hey, what's your episode about? And I was like, oh, it's this thing called B-Sides. And she's like, what does that mean? And I was like, <laughs> I was like starting to explain. I was like, I got to go. And Anne's like, I'll explain it to her. It's fine. They don't even know what the phrase B-Sides is. I should no idea. I would think that... It would be one like when you say rewind. Yeah. That's a word that people like know what it means, even if they don't like know what cassette tapes yeah. are. So I would think that even kids would understand the concept of a B side. No, they don't. Even if they don't that. understand that it's like oh, you flip the record or the tape over, and it's the other side. You wish because it's just such a common sort of expression. She was like, "I don't. What do you mean a B side?" And trying to explain like yeah. on albums and on singles. There's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just like, never even heard of that before. No, nothing. God, we are old. I know. So enjoy it doesn't that. make her wrong and us right. No, it just makes her young and us old. And it hurts us more than it hurts. Her. It makes her relevant and us irrelevant. You just summed up everything. <laughs> but that's what the show is. Yes, it is two middle-aged men talking about music, largely from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and so loving nice. every fucking. Name yeah, we do. We do. Goddamn right. Um, but let's just dive into the B-sides, man. Yeah, man, let's do it. You picked one as a B-side for our episode about Tommy Boy Records. Oh, yeah! By the great Stetsasonic. Stetsasonic. One of those a little bit about Stetsasonic. One of those underrated bands that kind of a big group, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe like four or five guys, and it's one of those things where like they were kind of big, more like, uh, what do they used to say? Like, you know, like a comedian's comedian. Yeah. That's what Stetsasonic is. A rapper's rapper. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Rappers were, that know yeah. go, oh, Stetsasonic. They were legit. And they had a couple of hits and they were on like some of the, they were like on self-destruction, that big uh, like protest albums where yeah. all the out rappers come on. So they, well, were, they were on that. They were Prince Paul's band. Prince Paul's band. That yeah. is correct. That's the best way to Where Prince that. Paul became more famous as a producer yes. of... Um, uh, De La Soul and yeah. Beastie Boys, but he was in Stetsasonic first. Yes, and, but the bit, I remember the big rapper, the lead rapper's Daddy O. Yeah, yes, and this is all that uh, talking all that jazz, which is kind of a diss track from when, like eighty eight. This eighty eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a great song, and it starts it's dedicated off, to Basquiat. Yeah, which is great. Okay. 
Would you please, please can't you tell us about yeah. the, the, group the people are asking? Of course we expect to win. Any self-respecting, intelligent person knows that this so-called band, the song? Uh, I think I do. Yeah. And the this is one of their biggest songs. Is just a passing fad. Which one is Look not it. creative? Like, they're walking two, up now. There's like six violence, guys. And three encourages thievery in the form of sampling. So it's a diss track against people who hate sampling. No further questions, oh, okay. please. Yeah. Which is, I mean, Prince Paul basically invented. I mean, he didn't invent it, but he perfected it. Yeah, exactly. And Stetsasonic was very much into taking jazz samples. They were like native tongues for Tornado. Right for Tornado. And that's Daddy O right there. Slightly underground, but not too underground. But they're like crucial to the Tommy Boys. Yes, unbelievable. Like they're like the they laid the ground. Yeah, I don't think we watched any Sonic stuff during No, we didn't. No, it was a glaring error. It needed to. It needed to. Yeah, we had. And this is the time where that I love, where it's like every cool person was wearing a biker hat. Uh huh. For like for those professional bikers, cyclists, when no one was cycling. No, I had one as yeah. a like, eight year old. Yeah, yeah, right. I wore one, and it was it was like like fluorescent color blocks, yeah. like. One panel on the hat was like hot pink, and then there's, you know, yep. highlighter yellow on the side, and, like, and then the flip, flip up is yes. green, green. That's you know, exactly that's what it was. Yeah, so everyone wore that. The most nineties hat, nineties hat, not just nineties, but like nineteen nineties specifically. Yeah, strictly for cycling right. when no one was cycling. Right. Yeah. Loved it. It was just cool. Yeah, James Brown, he was, nobody cared about James Brown until he was sampled. Yeah, uh, nobody even knew him. <laughs> he was a nobody. Yeah. Sure, James Brown was old until he did that song with Force MDs. Yeah, and, and then Force MDs brought him back. <laughs> you know. That would happen. What was that song called? Now, again? Not I'm to real. I'm real. Yeah, yeah. We just want to get it's across terrible. to you that if you're talking jazz, the situation is a no way. I do like you that we are now getting hurt, my friend. Like, oh no, it's not a bad. Like, it is to be taken seriously. Yeah. For Except for me, as a very young white boy, I've never even really heard of hip hop. Hammer came out. Yeah. This is around the time. And then, and then Vanilla Ice. Yeah. That was the beginning of it. Yeah. This is like, this is like right in that golden age of hip hop. Like that 98 to, so that 88 to 93. 
where they're like everything was going, everything was amazing. and they're right. Everything was amazing in the nineties, eighty-eight to ninety-three. That was the best. Right yeah. before I came to know that hip hop exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was vaguely aware of Run DMC, but I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. Yeah. But then Hammer and Vanilla Ice just mainstreamed it for white suburban children yes. all over the country. Yeah, 100%. Like, this one was only on Yo! MTV Raps, and yep. this was only on, like, uh, BET's Rap City. And you yeah. wouldn't hear it anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was the golden age. That was the golden age. Tommy Boy. Pay tribute to... That's the Sonic. Yeah. Now I have a clip. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do something that we normally do in our mini episodes, in our mini episode. A mini. A mini we're gonna for a play mini? a game. Ooh, I love because it. for our percussion B side for yep. our percussion episode, I found a video about the Lin LM1 drum machine. Oh yeah. Uh, and the video is on YouTube is titled "Famous Prince Patterns on yep. the Lin LM1." So the guy who posted this video has a Lin drum machine and just recreated oh my a bunch God. of Prince songs, but just the drum pattern. I'm so excited. But they're not labeled on the screen, so okay. I'm going to play the video, and you tell me what song he's playing, which should be very easy okay. for a Prince fan. No like pressure. Here. So these are famous this is great. This Prince is be... patterns. Yeah, Prince the loved himself the Lin machine. Yeah. Loved it. I mean, it's like, it's... Sort of Prince's signature sound is just... Basically, yeah. Which, when you hear it by itself, is like, it just sounds like corny video game music. Yeah. But, you know, with Prince songwriting and electric guitar and and synths over it, that's what Prince is. Okay, so let's just play it and we'll see if you can get them. I think there are five. Okay. Uh, Um... Um... I see. I'm doing this song, um, Wendy. Yes, Lisa is a while. Uh, okay, yeah, you know the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which song computer blue. It's computer blue. Yeah. 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 And they sped it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And then they did put some synths. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Guest as well. That's a great. They were like, I remember um, Questlove was like, Prince is the greatest drumming programmer in the history of like, drumming. Yeah. So like, he could like, there's things that he did that people just can't do. Which, you know, say what you want about a drum machine. Like, I'm sure there are people who still are snooty. Like, oh, it's a fake yeah. instrument. Like, synthesizers aren't real. But programming a drum machine is its own instrument. Oh, 100%. Which is why. To me, it's like it's that's a separate percussion instrument. Oh, exactly. A drum machine. Yeah, because yeah, that's what Prince did. He did that, and then would put drums on it. Yeah, and other stuff on it too. So he would do that. We're gonna go into another one. Okay. That little. I've in it. my head. Yeah. In my head, it's horny toe. Yeah. Oh, let's go crazy. Yeah, yeah let's go crazy. Oh. Yeah. In my head, I was hearing horny joke, which would not be it because that's like a. Yeah. That's great. It's a little sped up, I think. A little bit. I don't think let's go crazy is this. It's not that fast. But um, 
whoever made this had to sort of do it from scratch, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty impressive. Oh, it's been Duff's Cry. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the easiest yeah. one. Yeah. Because that's the simplest one. Yeah. No bass on the track. There it is. Nice. And then once you get that snare in there a little yeah. bit more. Or... I think it's the Lin, like, that. That's so great. That, like, it makes it sound like, like wood is being broken. Yeah. It's such a hard sound. It was so good to use in the 80s. That it became so popular. It must be so fun to play with one of these. I wish I had a Lin. Yeah. Even if, I mean, at the time, they cost, like, yeah. 10 grand yeah. or something like this that. This is 1999. Oh, yeah. That didn't yeah. take you any time no. at all. Um, but they're still expensive because they yeah. don't, like, make them anymore. No. They're vintage, so... You can't get one. I'm sure there are. There's like software and apps that recreate it. Oh, but I should look into that. That'd be fun. It, it would be fun, but I would. It wouldn't be as fun without like the tactile actual if, machine. If I had the cash and be like, yeah, let's just go see who's selling on land. Yeah, for we drop fifteen grand. Yeah, I'm like it's no big deal. Yeah, one. Oh, but I'll great. bet there's just like a free iPhone app that's just a virtual machine. Still 1999 now? I think so. Yeah, it is. Okay, it's the last one. I want to say because the rest of the song is kind of playing in your head, right? I'm wondering if it's "Let's Pretend We're Married." No, it's a single. Is that? I don't think "Let's Pretend We're Married." No, it wasn't. Delirious? Yep. Okay, there we go. Oh, right. You got the buzzer beater. Oh, we just nailed it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Woo! That was awesome. Yeah. Five but, out of five. But you're 100% right. Yeah. Lin Machine is percussion. Yeah. Yeah. It 100% is. And it's not drums. It's no. its own instrument. Just yeah. like the synthesizer. Exactly. Yeah. It's its own. It has its own use and its own way of doing it. And it's so iconic to Prince's sound. Yeah, right. That it's like, yeah, I mean, there's there are other drums, you know, there's like the 808 and other yeah, iconic drum machines. Different... But the Lin M1 is just, that's Prince. Yeah, 100%. So that was our percussion That was side. awesome. I thought you'd like that. That was great. Uh, our next B-side is for our Snoop Dogg episode. <laughs> yes. Which you picked this one. Which I was like, what else am I going to pick for Snoop? I was like, I'm not going to put the hits. And we've done the, the like weird snoop ones mm -hmm. so i'm like okay let's just do where he's doing a collab where he's the feature yeah so this is not a snoop dog record no this is a lucy pearl a lucy pearl now i'm not familiar with this i will say right off the bat i'm not um judging or dismissing your choice mm -hmm. but if i had to pick some other artist track that snoop dog features on you'd pick Katy perry's no, uh, okay. California girl. Yeah, I, that would be my second choice. Okay. No, I would have gone with Lady of Rage, Afro Puffs. Oh, we did Lady of Rage. I think maybe we did. We did. On. That's why I didn't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just always loved that. Song. I love <laughs> rough and stuff, but my <laughs> Afro, Afro Puffs. Puffs. Yeah, with your bad self. Yeah. No, this is actually it's funny because it's a. I think you've told me about Lucy Pearl. Lucy before. Pearl is the supergroup. Yeah. Of um. Uh. Uh, Raphael Sadiq. Right. Um, and then um, 
DJ from Tribe Called Quests. Why am I blanking? Oh, on? Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, Dawn from En Vogue. En Vogue. Yeah. We definitely and, talked yes, about We that talked before. about them. Yes. How it was originally supposed to be Dawn was supposed to be, and it was supposed to be D'Angelo. D'Angelo couldn't do it. Right. So they're like, let's have Dawn Don come and do it. They did one album, they hated each other. All three of them hated Well, all. Dawn and hated them. Dawn, and, well, Dawn brings a lot of drama yes. to wherever she goes. So this. Well, we love her. They got. Yeah, we love her. This, they're like, okay, Dawn, you're out. Here's, here's just another singer. I think her name is Joy. Oh, so this is Dawn's out of the group. Dawn's out of the but group. But they're still going. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm almost 100% because this is you. That's this, only disappointing because I love the idea of those three and now also Snoop. Yeah, right? Track. That's a super group. Yeah. But nope, this is just him. This is off a soundtrack, I believe. Um, to what? Uh, I think Save the Last Dance. Is that the movie with what's her face? Julia Stiles, yeah, who's yeah, a ballerina yeah, yeah, yeah. who learns how to become hip hop. That's right. And we we've watched clips from that at dance episodes yes. way back when. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, Isabel came in and was like, "This is so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All of this is incorrect." And it's I'm such the intended audience for that, which is just clods with no actual knowledge <laughs> yeah. about dance. Because you two are watching it and you're like, "Oh, look at how bad that is." And I was yeah. like, "It looks completely." You're like, "I don't know what you're talking like, about." This seems correct. Dancer dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so this Let's is a good the video. This is early two thousands video for you. That's the name of the song. The song you. is you. Yeah, by Lucy Pearl. Yeah. Check one two. Oh, I remember. I put it down for the ABC. I put it down for a place called Queens. You know, I represent the two one three. Yeah. I yeah. So they brought Q Tip into this too. So that's that's not Dawn. No, that's Joy. that's Joy. Very 2000. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this isn't breaking any molds, but it's no. perfectly good. No. Yeah. That's kind of what I felt about, like, your Steve Pearl. Where yeah. the whole album is, like, this is good, but you're not like, I, I was supposed to have my mind. Yeah. No. It's not groundbreaking. Just no. having a good time. Though. It's just a good uh, early 2000s. Yeah, it's one of those things like I've never heard it before, but it sounds like a time that I recognize. Yes. So. You were alive at this time and heard all of these kinds of songs yep. on the radio. Senior year of high school. Oh my god, yeah, I was like 29. Yeah. That makes sense. But like, and it is one of those things like, yes, you're in the beginning. Here's your check. Good job, man. Oh, that was it? I He might be on, <laughs> there might be on the bridge. He's got to have a verse yeah. at some point. There's so much early 2000s in this. Yeah, the, the color correction. Yes, the color correction. It just everyone dressed like it. Yeah. And also, Joy hasn't sung anything yet. Nope. nope. I mean, it's pretty much just been Raphael sometimes. I think that's part of the problem with Lucy Pearl, too, is that with all Raphael and Dawn, it's kind of like, well, is it? Because it was he it was his project. It was his project to start. 
And Ali, Ali was like, he's the DJ, so you know. Yeah, Ali was fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember when Joy came in, and Joy isn't someone who was from a different band. Like, oh, they were like, you know, a Johnny Gill. I mean, right. So now it's not a super group. No, it's not. I can't take it no more. Here we go. My wife is shook. My wife is shook. No turning back. It's only crack. And she was satisfied. Girl, that's what's happening. I'm going to go back to Q-Tip. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
And uh, I'm just a dude who uh, likes punk and had crushes on goth. Chicks. Yeah. Uh, but I've never gotten deep into goth. And we covered the basics. Except yeah. there's one band I want to talk about called The Damned. Know them by name, don't know them by anything else. The Damned are an interesting band because they were originally just a straight-up punk band. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're one of the first punk bands. So much, though, that they released the first punk single ever in the UK. Really? In 1976. Which is not to say that they predate the Sex Pistols in existence. Uh-huh. In fact, they opened for the Sex Pistols. Oh, wow. But they put out a single before first. the Sex Pistols put out a single. Wow. Their first single came out in 76. is called New Rose. It's a famous song. Mm. But uh, we're not here to talk about that. Yeah. We're here to talk about them as a goth band. Because they changed. Because they did evolve. I love when bands change. They were straight up punk. Early yeah. punk. But their lead singer was this guy named Dave Vanyan, mm-hmm. who always looked goth. Like, he dressed like a Dracula mm-hmm. from the beginning, even when they were doing punk. And goth just didn't exist yet. His shtick was, you know, chalky white makeup and eyeliner oh, okay. and very gothy looking. And the rest of the band were, like, goofy punk guys. Like, the drummer for the band was named Rat Scabies. Of course. And of the, course. The, guitar, the guitar player was named... Who was sort of the leader of the band. Captain Sensible was his name. Actually, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, But then in the 80s, Captain Sensible left the band. Mm -hmm. And that and like Dave Vanyan really kind of became the engine. Mm -hmm. And they just became like a straight up goth band by 1985. So we're going to watch a music video for one of their songs from 1985 from the Phantasmagoria album. So they'd already been around about nine years. Yes. And just like changed yeah and i think they were always a bigger deal in the uk than okay. in the us but the name like, i know they're one of the original punk bands that's interesting but by the mid 80s they were fully goth wow so we're gonna watch that version of the damned and there's a model in the video who later married nick cave for even more goth like cred because <laughs> you can't so this, get more god this song is called shadow of love <laughs> Fuck yeah, with this skunk haircut. Yeah, he's, he's like the right hand I literally need to go home and ask Dan about this. What's this song called? Shadow of Love. Shadow of Love. The damn Shadow of Love. And I'm sure my friend Carlos loves this. 100% of this. This is like those rat skaters. This, if you said this is a spoof off of Punk India, I'd been like, oh, well, that's a pretty good job. I think that's only because his hair is yes. so ridiculous. Well, also this video. But if you just heard the song, you'd be like, oh, this just sounds like Amy's got Well, he's got yeah. I think it's the look of him. Yeah. Also, this this video is so, like, on the nose. Well, it's one of those things where it seems like a parody of itself now, but this exactly. is pretty, yes. pretty fresh and yes. yes. But there's also, like, nothing fun about this, right? Nothing. But it's interesting to be hearing how, like, was his voice more punk when they did that, or does it sound like this kind of thing? No, it was, a, it was a pretty different vibe. 
it's basically like two different bags. Yeah, it really did sound like. Did we have this discussion on the God episode where like God really has like jingle jangle drums or guitar? Yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. Even if that we did the God episode, I'm doing it more and more prevalent. Yeah. Not that I donate it, it's just like yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a black There's a panther. <laughs> oh, it's a panther, yeah. And a mysterious woman who seemed to be like a Susan McCabe. Oh, wow. Wow. Good for McCabe. I almost did a birthday party song called Release the Bass. I know birthday but, party. Yeah. Which is McCabe's first bass. But I was like, I, I think I might actually like Shadow of Love. This isn't bad. This isn't bad. This is pretty early. Yeah, I could see myself being in a friend's car listening to this in the 80s and not being, not being upset. Yeah, but the video doesn't age well. You know, also, there's like candles everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and like, oh, now all the band is dressing goth, whereas it used to just be like Dave, and even Dave Banyan, like, when I say dressing goth, people are a lot more like black leather and not so much ruffled. Yeah, this is very rough. Seinfeld style puffy shirts. Right. And also, all the rest of the band is wearing puffy shirts. Yeah. And big hair. And it's like, okay, he is clearly inserting stylistic. He's like, here's what we're going to do now. Yeah, yeah. We did the punk thing. Punk is dead. Yeah. Long live God. He's never going to go away. Yeah. But he, like, he was one of the first, first shots in fashion bands. Even okay. though the damned was not doing it, there would be a whole small band. Yeah. Sound. Did it really? Oh, wow. That's a real 180 man. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Also, liberal use of uh, wind machine. Yeah, for sure. Captain Sensible later in the late 90s, I think, we joined the band, and they're still a going concern with Dan. Oh, wow. Uh, but technically, Dave Vanian is the only member who's always been in the band. Wow. I point. hope Captain Sensible is not. He's oh, not what? And like it was an ironic uh, nickname. Yeah, he was he was a little wackier. Yeah, okay. He's a great guitar player though. He okay. started off as their bassist, and then after two years switched to guitar. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Damned are a cool band. They're not I, bad. That wasn't yeah. bad. I, I like the bad. punk version of the Damned better. Yeah. But they were doing you know legit goth. In oh the yeah. 80s when goth that was sounds cool. real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. This next clip is also mine. This is Australia. Now, when we did our Australia episode, yes. I did all, like, current Australian yeah. punk bands. Yes. I was like, I can't talk about ACDC because it's too obvious to yes. talk about ACDC. But we have avoided talking about ACDC on this podcast too much. Not out of hate. No, I like that. The opposite. Yeah. Out of, it's just like, it's like, what are we going to talk about? Led Zeppelin? Like, yeah. ACDC is one of the biggest bands of all time. Yeah. And I fucking love ACDC. I celebrate I, their hits, man. Their I have great. since I was a teen. I, I think they're like one of the greatest rock and roll. Just mm-hmm. pure rock and roll. Just a rock and yeah. roll party band. Just, just you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, yeah. and booze. A lot of booze. <laughs> a lot of booze. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't dive deep, but their singles are fucking great. Yeah. So for our Australia B-side, I said, fuck it. I want to play a video of a live performance of my favorite ACDC song, mm-hmm. which is Whole Lotta Rosie, which is from the original Bon Scott-fronted era. That's a good era. That's the Dirty Deeds era? Yeah. Yeah. Bon, that's a Bon Scott album. Yeah. He died Hendrix-style in 19... 
79, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, got plastered, passed out on his back, and then choked on his own barf. Yep. Uh, but we love Bon Scott. Bri- I like Brian Johnson, too. Yeah, good his Great too. replacement in an un- unreproducible voice. A great, like a great replacement where you're like, yeah. you're not like, oh, this is bullshit. You go, oh, yeah. Well, this actually really works just as well. Yeah, and he's been he's been the front man for the band for over forty years. That's now. amazing. But because he didn't joke on his own vomit. Yeah, so I don't want to act like I'm a purist about it, but I do prefer Bon Scott. Mm-hmm. Like Bon Scott was great. He looks like a cartoon character of an Australian man. Yeah. Other than Iggy Pop, one of the maybe the most shirtless person in rock. <laughs> yeah. And when he's not shirtless, he's wearing just a denim vest. Yeah. With no shirt underneath. Of course, that's the look. And he's got an unforgettable voice. And so, and this is a great song about the time that Bon Scott uh, fucked a fat woman. That's what it's it's about. The best sex he ever had was with a like 300 pound lady. Good for him. That's what the song Whole Lot of Rosie is about. So it's also very uh, pro all body types. Yeah. We were way ahead of your time, Bon Scott. He was Scott. already there. I don't think I know this song. He was doing Lizzo before Lizzo did this song. <laughs> oh. uh, this is, and, and it's just a great rock song. And also this performance, this is from 1979. And some amazing stuff happens during the live performance that's very visual and worth watching. Okay. Um, and it's just my favorite AC. That's the way I've and this is called a whole lot of roses. So this is about this big fat woman out there. When they play it now, they have a whole giant balloon of a BBW and oh, wow. part of the set when they play the song. But back then, the best of the set. Yeah, they didn't have that. No, I don't know this. He's insane. Energetic. Yeah. Like it's Magenta could never. Like yeah. he's always going. I mean forever. Yeah. Also shirtless. Yeah. Must be toward the end of the set where he's stripped off most of the speed This is um a really well done This is shot video. Yeah. Bon Scott's awesome. He, he had tattoos when it was still like dangerous and had tattoos. Where it was like, you're, you're, there's something. Yeah, it's evil. just like anchors and mermaids on his arms. Like, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Is this considered a, a, a single or a deep? This is a single. Okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the crotch on his jeans and blood. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Working with a lot there. Ooh, he's a great fan. Yeah, great, great voice. It's amazing how they both they got two great voices. Yeah, similar but distinct. Yeah. yeah. But Brian Johnson's voice is so like so strangled and raspy that it makes Brian Scott sound like Sinatra. Exactly. Yeah. This was definitely one of those like. Hey, there's a band from Australia called East East Death. And you see them, oh, Australia. 
awesome solo from Angus. Did you name everyone? Uh, Angus and Malcolm Young are the brothers. Yes. Bob Scott. Uh, the, the, the drummer's name is Phil something. I can't remember. So what has just happened is Angus broke a string. Has it happened yet? But he's about to break a string. It's not broken yet, it's about to happen. Right there. Oh, it just happened. Fly on. Yeah. So yeah, there it is. He's still playing, but he runs off stage, swaps guitars with the guitar tech. Song's not stopping. But he needs a new guitar real quick. Yeah. Band's still oh, I love this. Yeah, they're like, we'll keep playing. Yeah. So now, Angus has got a new lines. But they didn't have time to strap it in. That's so he's weird. just, he doesn't have a strap, so he's got to kind of like, hold it up. Oh, he's yeah. He's punched over and playing without a He's strap. like, I'll work, I'll work on this. Right. But Angus needs to move. So get the man a strap so he can start back, yeah. walking back and forth. Throwing error from the guitar. So now, watch this. The tech comes out. And starts strapping him in while oh he's so God, this is amazing. Like <laughs> and he's not missing a beat. Like, literally, the show must go uh, on. And the second it's on. Yep. And then, wow. bam. He's just going. That was badass. They, have, they put on a show for these kids. You can see that. Oh, yeah. I don't want to put down that guitar technique. Come on, my guy. Have a strap. I'm sure he, I'm sure he got an airplay later. Yeah. Like, uh, like, always have a strap, baby. Yeah. But that was, uh, yeah, I love that song, and I love that clip of Angus cool. getting strapped into his guitar yeah. while he's soloing. Just, like, waiting just to holding, Just holding it up with yeah. his own strap. He's like, I'm yeah. here until you strap me in, and then yep. I'm going to fucking go off. Yeah. That was so, cool. Yeah. 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 Love that. Love ACDC. Finally had to pay our respects. Yes. Now we've broken the seals. I'm just going to find any excuse to bring <laughs> Any AC excuse to put them in. Yeah. yeah. I'm never going to be too snobby to like ACDC. No, we, I just... we did it after seven years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about another badass band. Let's talk about... For, for uh, a group for our... A B-side for our trios episode. But with the name of a duo. Did you pick did you pick the Thompson twins just so you could talk about how they're a trio who are called twins? Yes. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> That's perfectly legit. Yes. Yep. They're the Thompson twins, but there's three people in them. Yep. Really kind of I don't want to sound shitty, but more like two and a half. Like their the classic least, lineup. They've had as many as like five or six yeah, at times. This is their classic lineup. Yeah. It's and I don't remember their names, but it's okay. the lead singer and guitarist and the woman who's like uh <laughs> Who? They've got a lead singer, they've got a guitarist, <laughs> and a woman. And a woman. <laughs> they've got everything. Um, who were, They were like married, and then they, I think they got divorced, and then they still play together. And then there's the third guy who's like a percussionist. Oh, she plays keyboards. And um, and he was a percussionist and sang a backup, and then he left, and there's real acrimonious between the, the two and the one. Uh, um, I was going to say, so it's like Yo La Tengo. Because they're a married couple and they're friend. Oh yeah, yeah. But they're still all friends. They're still all they're friends. Still no, they're they're 
It is cantankerous. Yeah. So, um, but this is their best. Anyone who appreciates the '80s pop new wave yeah. goes, "Hold me now." Sure. Is a classic. Yeah, everybody knows "Hold Me Now." This is this is one of these songs when "Hold Me Now" comes on. Yeah. And will tell people to be quiet. Really? Yeah. Like if the kids are talking, she'd be like, "Can you just? Can we hear the song? Let me remember. let me have this. Yeah. Because this song has been around forever. Um, they have a lot of songs that I don't like. I don't need to hear Doctor Doctor, which is a dumb song. Not the that's different from the Robert Palmer. Doctor. No, this is a different <laughs> one, and they also used it later on for a Dr Pepper ad. Ah, uh, so it's pretty bad. King for a day. I think I know that one. Yeah. Maybe you've even brought that one onto the show. Before. I think I might have done King for a day. Hold, they they have lies, uh, which is lies, which is before the, this one. Okay, this is their biggest hit, though. Sure, and I know this one mainly from one of those. Like commercials in the late '90s, advertising a compilation of the oh. greatest hits of the '80s. Yep, and they would play a clip of "Hold Me Now." I put "Hold Me Now" in the same realm of "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" and "True," in the sense that if you were around when those came out, you still listen to them. Where you're like, I'm never going to get tired of the song. The difference is I wasn't around then. Yeah. And I still listen to Spandau Ballet and uh and uh and everyone's Tears for Fears. Yes. But I don't really like Hold Me Now is fine, but in terms of quality I don't hold it up with I mean I'm not saying they're better, but I'm saying it's like one of those songs where you're like It's so iconic to to being an eighties kid. Or like another good example is like Don't You Forget About Me. Where simple lines where you're like, I'm never not gonna just like I'm not changing the channel. Right. It's always going to be put on. So you like this one that much? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, this is great. This is really nostalgic. Oh, what I'm seeing, and I and I know the song very well, but yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the music video. And the first shot that I freeze framed on here is a redhead with a rat tail. Yeah. That would put yeah. any new kid on the block. Goddamn shoot. right. The lead singer. What a rat tail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like that piano real nostalgic. I remember when I was young. Oh my god, it's 14. Wow. Yeah, 1984. Yeah. I have a picture. Good baseline. Pinned to my wall. But it's that real like 80s like I'm in my feels. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was this ever actually on the soundtrack to a John Hughes movie? No, but it just seems exactly. like it should be. Yes, exactly. Yes. Oh, wait. He didn't really play the bass. I had it first. Because he was the bassist. She played percussion. But yeah, the bassist and the uh, lead singer. The, the bassist does not like the lead singer and Everyone be quiet and listen to the song. It's the most 1984 thing. Oh, yeah. Even this video. Also, even like, like, we're called the Thompson Twins. Three of us. Yeah. And they're named after something. I can't, I can't remember what it is. Like, kind of like Danny Wilson. Maybe. They're not just being cheeky. It's a reference to something. Also, did trios where like it felt like trios 
to me, this does not feel like a trio. What do you mean? Like, I'm just like, these could be like just three separate people. Like, this doesn't feel like a, a unit. Yeah, that's fair. Let's look at mine. British pop band from 1977 in Sheffield. Oh, in 1993, they changed their name to Babel. Really? Yeah. They continued to play as Babel until 1996, and then they permanently broke up. The band's name was based on the two bumbling detectives, Thompson and Thompson, and the English-language version of Air Gay's comic strip, The Adventures of Tintin. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Tintin. Yeah. That makes sense. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you were right. Ooh, the sensor. Yeah, lots of different line of changes. You are correct. You ask if I love you. Oh, they weren't even a trio to start. But yeah, this is when like, they when they got when they hit big. Yeah, when they did. all all of their hits are trios. That's what that's what counts. Yeah, that's all. That's right. Oh, I like that you, you specified that the one member is a percussionist because there's no drum set to be seen. Just yes. a bunch of like cymbals and triangles and other yes. Which are being used. Yeah. Yeah. Tingle tangle, hanging, a glockenspiel perhaps. A glockenspiel. Yeah. But this is like, I'll always listen to this. Oh, Lay Your Hands on Me, that was another big song. They have a lot of big songs, but this is like the one I think they I wonder what time of year this hit there. Like, was this a summer? Like a summer song where at the end of camp, you and the counselor, you had a crush on. Uh, you're two 16-year-old counselors and you share a kiss on the last day of camp. Or is this like deep autumn? I love all of this, but to me... Gray skies and peacoats. All of these songs, this, everyone wants to really roll through. All of those are songs for the, for the fall. That's okay. Even though they may not be... I think Spandau Ballet's true when it's but like to me, they're all fall. fall. Okay. They're all, and I can't, I can't. But you're not it. saying that that's actually when they were hit. No. But for you, that's that's uh, exactly. I get that. Um, okay, I was gonna start to complain about the length of the song, but they kept it under five. They kept it. They just they, they nailed it. Four, yes. four and three quarters minutes from the album into the gap. That was a huge fucking album. Yeah. Um, I don't remember it the way that you remember it, but I appreciate it. Yeah, and, and like, I still recognize the uh, you know the melancholy vibe behind it. Yeah, it feels real. How it would feel. That's why it feels fall to me. There's more of that from the '80s than from the '90s. I agree. Too. Like there are there are songs from the '90s that are iconic to the '90s and that make me very nostalgic. Yes, but because it was like the era of grunge, like. I think the closest the 90s come to this feeling is 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. I can see that. Yeah, but it's still not quite. No. The 80s were really loaded with this yeah. kind of a sound. This real kind of feel. Yeah, which which you would have felt then as a teen, and mm-hmm. now it's just like, oh my God, I'm 
uh, overwhelmed by waves of nostalgia for my youth. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. 90s music doesn't really do that. I can see exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It was a really of its time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that was a good pick. Yeah. Uh, next one's yours, too. This is another David Fincher movie. Oh, yeah! This is... Unlike when we did... Um, uh, help me, who's the, who's the Madonna video guy? Oh, it's uh, 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 the guy who... Oh, son of a... Herb, Herb Ritz. Herb Ritz. Herb Ritz, we did all of his videos. Yes, there were like, like 14 10, of them yeah, or something. something like that. So we covered them all. Yes. But we found out when we did our David Fincher episode that he did like 50 plus music so videos. So many. So we could do a whole other David Fincher 2 episodes. I mean, somewhere. I would totally do that. Some of the, the selections aren't like great. Though. No, they're interesting. <laughs> he made videos for a lot of shitty stuff. <laughs> a lot of songs like this song sucks. Yeah, Fincher did this. You think like, oh, he did "Express Yourself" and "Freedom '90." That guy did all the classic videos. He made a lot of. Well, not that the videos are crap. No, but the songs, songs are crap. crap. Yeah. yeah, but what, tell me about this one because I, oh. I look. I, you bring up this person all the time, and I like vaguely know who Jody oh, Watley is. Jody Watley is a. Fucking national treasure. <laughs> so Jody Watley, uh, quick primer, got her start as a uh, as a Soul Train dancer. Yeah, I was we talked about her before, and now I remember. So that, she yeah. was a Soul Train dancer, and then got picked to be part of the group Shalimar. Who you know Shalimar because Shalimar had yeah. second time around yep. uh, dancing in the sheets and stuff like that. And Shalimar always had some random changing ever groups. She was an original. And then she went out on her own and had her own solo career. Her first album was produced by Andre Simone, who was Prince's best friend. Right. And that broke them big. And this is from the second album. So her first album called Jody Watley was huge. Mm-hmm. And this is her second album where they're like, well, now you're huge. You have a ton of money. Here's David Fincher, their dude, right. record, uh, even though it wasn't David Fincher then. And this is Real Love. This is a great... This is a hit? This is a big hit. Okay. This is her first. This was the first hit off of her second album. I think the album's called Real Love, and it. Uh, you know what we did? We did uh, um, Friends, which had an Eric B. rap on it. So we did that a while ago. It was that Jody from the okay. same album. So this is Real Love by David Fincher. And now that we've watched David Fincher, you're going to look at this and go, "Well, of course, this is David Fincher." What yeah. are we talking like eighty seven, eighty eight? This like is that? no. This is like eighty. So she was 86 for that first album. This is like, yeah, 89. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Where, what, what is she up to these days? Still? Still. Oh, she did a couple of more R&B albums and became a, a, like a house singer. So she became like doing oh, okay. house music, house disco music. Sure. Okay. And so she still does. Occasionally, like they reunited Shalimar mm-hmm. to do a, um, a remix or a reboot of their song, The Lover and You with LL Cool J in the late 90s. But they hated each other so much that the video is none of them are in the video at the same time. <laughs> Shalmar hates each other. They fucking hate each other. That's fine. Uh, I wonder if I know this song. You might. You're going to go, oh, this is the, this is 89. Yeah, this already looks very picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah, these black and white shots. Well, yeah. that could actually be her grip. Yeah. With the hands. Yeah. Yeah. This, the baseline, the line, the high hat. This is all picture. She is so stunning. It's such a such a like the framing of the video is all adventure. 
with the these sound. black and white shots look like Herbert's, the Herbert yeah, style, but the, the words coming up and down, that thing, kind of did that a little bit and not really. Right, and it also looks like the Levi's videos that Yes, it does. Oh my god. Again, you're right. This could be an ad. Yeah. 100%. And then there's just Freedom 90, so this is the fashion for Freedom 90. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I remember this song. I've heard this song. This is very much. It's 89. Only need a new Jack Swing. Yes. So let's do a new jump. This is my favorite record for ever. Oh my god, jeans, a white shirt, and a jacket? Fuck. <laughs> That's extremely 89, 90s, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Very much. Uber boy jeans? Yeah, they're high waisted. They're, oh, come on, Jody. Big bangly earrings? Oh, killing me. She's great. She's one of those, like. This is, she doesn't have. She doesn't have a strong voice so much. She can sing, but it's not like a very strong voice. She can dance, but she can't dance like Janet. So she's a little kind of lesser. Yeah, well, what I, I was going to compare her favorably, and you know I love Paula Abdul, and I'm yeah. talking shit about Paula Abdul. But Paula Abdul is not a singer. No. She's she a dancer choreographer who was made a pop star, but she's not a great singer. And, Jody Wally, this feels like an elevated Paula Abdul. Right? I would say, well, Paula's a much better dancer. Sure, like, but, but but she she can Jody can sing more. Yeah, but now it's like that. It's kind of this attitude now where they're like, actually, Jody Wally is amazing. I was gonna say, in a world where there's a Janet and a Paula, yeah. it's kind of like, well, this is like that, but she obviously wasn't as big a star. Yes, but I'm sure there always have been people who were like. Oh, Paula Abdul, Jenny Jackson, whatever. <laughs> I'm a Jody Watley fan. Yeah, and if you don't know, then I feel bad for you. Yeah, like, re- like she's she's a 80s pop star, 80s pop star. Yeah. Like, she's <laughs> yes. the one that, yeah, you know, she's like, well, if we're going to talk, you know, big, new Jack swing, hooky, late 80s pop singers. Yeah, Jody Watley is the one. Yeah, me. Don't you can take your forever your girl yeah. and your rhythm nation. I'll take my real love and friends yeah. for Brock Kim <laughs> and you, David Fincher worked with. Right, right. right. Yeah, she, and he also worked with Paula. Exactly. I mean, and you know, funny that he never really worked with Janet. That's the cover of the album. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's the long box, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's Wally's uh, yeah. along the side, and then uh, yeah. that was the long. Yeah. And it's a great album. It's really. It's a great follow-up album where you're like, okay, you didn't lose a beat on this yeah. album because that, it's all produced. That style was so fucking nineteen ninety. Yeah. This is getting a little long. Uh, four seventeen. This, yeah, this but it's could, not. You, it's musically. It's not. I'm getting tired. Yeah, you could. You could. Uh, really not. You don't need to do anything. Like but yeah. you're right. This looks like it's like a cologne commercial or a jeans yeah. commercial. Or a, yeah. And then I read a little bit about Fincher because you know he just had his movie uh, on Netflix. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. He's got I'll this new movie called it. The Killer with Michael Fassbender, Fassbender in it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, I like Fassbender. I like Fassbender too. But he um, he was part of this collective of music video people that I think it was called Propaganda. 
and they were like, we're just we're just renegade music video nuts, man. We're doing anything. <laughs> so like Simon West was a part of it who did movies. Bay was a part of it. So like it's this loose collective of like music and commercial. With Michael theater. Bay. Michael Bay. Did he make music videos? Yeah, oh, he, oh yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, I don't think I did. Yeah, he's done a ton. We might. I don't want to do a Michael Bay one because I hate Michael Bay. But <laughs> shit, he did a lot of music videos. Well, I mean, I don't like his movies, but I can see how he would have made some. What were some of his iconic videos? I think he did. Um, oh, blanking. Uh, we'll have to do a Michael. We'll Bay. have to do a Michael because <laughs> he did a lot of Michael. But like a bunch of guys who were like big video directors, yeah. they were like this collective of like we're going to do music videos and commercials. We're going to fucking rock the house. They did, and it was basically Fincher's idea. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, so our next video is a B side for our <gasps> Piano Two episode, and I promised this one. That's why I, so I said when we made yeah. that episode, I almost included this, and I yes. said I'll make it the B side. Uh, I, this they mix this so long. I'm gonna move the mic closer to the speakers because it's very soft. But this is uh, a great piano pop song that everyone knows. Love it. Called the way it is yep. by Bruce Hornsby. You mean by Tupac? Well, he says that at the beginning. <laughs> oh, of does he? Like, oh, we're gonna good. do a Tupac Shakur song. That's funny. Um, but this is from the past couple of years, so we've got an older, uh, wiser Bruce Hornsby mm-hmm. here. And I love that song. I have since I was a little kid. Because, yeah, yeah. again, in a different way, it has, it doesn't sound like a John Hughes soundtrack it's very song. very nostalgic. But it's got, it sounds, it, it, to me, it lives in the same space as Jackson Brown's Running on Empty. Yeah. Like that kind song. of a nostalgia. Yes. Where even as a child, I was like, yeah, this makes me feel wistful. Yes. And you don't know what that means or right, why, but right. you feel it. Yep. Yeah. The way it is has a lot of power. But, you know, I, I watched the the actual music video for the single the way it is I was like Jesus is this overproduced oh yeah it's not bad but it's so, like it's got the piano but then everything else is so synthy and yeah. so turned up to 11 yeah and like in the red I was just like God so I like this clip from a couple years ago where it's just him in a studio and a piano playing by himself and it's a much more dialed back version mm-hmm. of the way it is but it's still got that riff that just yeah. like is an arrow right to your heart oh yeah uh it's a so, great hook yeah and then he does a lot of uh vamping and and like improvising in this performance that's very cool because he's a great piano player oh yeah he's no joke song for you so that's good You're already feeling it. You're already feeling it. And they're not going to drop in that giant snare. Drum. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It's almost like electric drums. Standing in line, marking time, waiting for the welfare done. Because they can't buy a job. Oh, it's almost like a different well, rhythm. Man to it. Yeah. Suit, suit, this is great. The poor old lady's eyes. Just for fun, he says. Get a job. Wow, this is really sad. It's a sad. It's, just, a yeah. it's an anti-racist. It's song. an anti-racist yeah. song, but now it because like because you took out all the drums and shit. Yeah, it really is. This piano. That's just the way it is. This is. I'm not doing a bit. This oh, fucking posture is amazing. Oh, he yeah. is ramrod straight for a piano player, and I love it. Yeah, he's not hunched over. I never, I didn't notice that, but now I envy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said, hey, little boy, 
can't go where the others go. You don't look like they do. Yeah, I never knew what it was about when I was a kid. I just knew the vibe of it made me go. What am I doing with myself? Kind of get it together. That's just the way it is. But I, like you, this is a song that I have memories of like being in the backseat. Oh, that's it. That's great. That's a great thing. This is like a great backseat car. You're just listening to the radio because that's what you're but on. Yeah. Don't you believe This is. I'm always fascinated too because, like we said in the piano episode, piano's fucking hard. <laughs> and he's been playing this for so long that he's just, it almost seems like he's just like, bing, bong, bong. Yeah. Like, and like you said, nine, I was just like, oh, no, I'm just going to kind of play around. Yeah, he's going to get a little classical with it. This is great too because it's a little like jazz like. Yeah. But, like, that single came out in 86 or 7 yeah. or whatever, so they're like, well, we're going to produce the shit out of this. Yes. Because it's 1987. Well, I remember when it came out, and you're like, what the fuck? This song is amazing. Yeah. Bruce Hornsby and the Range? Wow. And then their <laughs> subsequent songs came out, and you're like, mm, yeah. I don't really need to hear Mandolin Rain. <laughs> it's not great. But this is just fucking classic. Oh, look at this. Yeah. He's just having some fun on tickling yeah. those ivories. So I think what we learned here is that the range really held him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't need the range. No. As much as I like the name Bruce Hornsby and the range, I think that's a good name for a band. Yeah. But it's all on him. I'm trying to think of other songs by him besides this one and Mandolin Rain, and I cannot. Those are the two big ones. Those there, are the two there's big a couple ones. other ones, but I can't think of the titles yeah. either. Like, at this point, you're like, wait, is he playing that way it is? <laughs> yeah, this is the, uh, the extended song. Yeah. There you go, right back in. Because uh, he's a player. Yeah, a and I'm sure, well, like, someone who knows music theory or is a musician could be like, well, he's playing these notes and that's why you're feeling this way. Yeah. And I'm like, I would never, you would never even know why. Cause the law don't change. I also wonder, well, and I'm not enough of an actual, I'm not a musician, so I don't know the answer to this, but I feel like, like piano players would either be like, oh, Bruce Hornsby is the real fucking deal, yeah. or the opposite, where they're That's like, the that is just bullshit pop piano player. Yeah, dude, that is a great point. <laughs> it could be one of those like, okay, actually, Bruce Hornsby knows his shit, yeah. and get the fuck out of his way, or they're like... He's just doing these trills, and it's really not yeah. that big of a deal. And I wouldn't know either way. But I don't care because since I'm ignorant of it, I saw that solo he just did. I was like, that was great. That was beautiful. Yeah. I remember the solo in the extra song, and it's beautiful. Yeah. He's all over the place. Now he's playing the hook, but he's making it jaunty. Yeah, he's really all over the place with it in a great way. Yeah. Because you like, like you said, he's, he's spent thirty thousand hours playing just this song. Yeah, so he's yeah. got to keep it fresh for himself. And, uh, he knows it you know, better than anything. He must have when he wrote this. Must have been like, fuck yeah, I wrote this. <laughs> like, holy shit, this is a great song. Like, yeah. he had to know this is gonna be like, this is gonna do well. Made himself cry. Yeah, yeah as he's doing it. Yeah. This song is just so wistful. It makes me feel so many feelings. So many feelings. 
was remembering my whole life right now. And also, again, we said on the piano episode, like, oh, so piano's easy. Because you're looking at it, you're like, oh, okay. He's yeah. really easy. Like Oscar Peterson. It's like, you don't need to be yeah, easy. Yeah, so it's not that hard? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was cool. Yeah. That was a little different. I liked that version better than the original. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> for this next cursed oh, yeah. video. I mean, we did an episode where the topic was bad songs with great videos. Yes. And you really picked, I mean, a candidate for... Worst song of all time, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like people talk shit about "We Built This City" by Starship. Yeah, I kind of like that song. I hate it, but that's okay. I fucking hate "I Can't Dance" I, by Genesis. It's, this song <laughs> is so bad in so many ways. Yeah. Also, because we know I do love Gen early Genesis. Not not the Peter Gabriel Genesis. That's that's <laughs> early good. Phil Collins. Early Phil Collins Genesis really hits yeah. me hard. And they have a lot of good stuff. This but, is 1991 Genesis. This is where, like, past Invisible Touch, and you're like, this yeah. sucks. But I have very specific, clear memories of this song. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't just hate this song, but I resent it. Oh, interesting. Because this, this is not a song you, like, hear on the radio mm-hmm. anymore, really. And I don't think that young people know it. They might know, like, Susudio and shit. Yeah, yeah. And Invisible Touch. I don't think they would know. You don't hear this song. But it was a gigantic hit. Yes. In 1991. Mm, massive. And at the time, this is the peak of, I am not allowed to watch MTV, mm-hmm. but I am allowed to watch as much VH1 as I want. Right. And I am watching a lot of VH1. Yeah. And this video, this song, like... This song was a hit. It came out at like the end of 91, but it was a hit in 92. And it's a hit when like Nirvana is exploding mm-hmm. and The Chronic is about to come out. And like hip hop is having its greatest period ever. Yeah. And there I am, only allowed to watch VH1. And this is like what I think is happening in music. Yeah, like this must be the pinnacle of good music. Yeah, because this song was a giant hit. Yeah. But VH1 wasn't playing any grunge. Nope. Uh, they weren't playing any hip hop. This was like if all you're watching is VH1, which I was only allowed to. This was what was happening in 100%. music in 1992. 100%. Was I can't dance. Yeah. The song and the album. And it's terrible. It's so bad. But you have selected it as a good video. So yes. please explain yourself. <laughs> it's just it's a good video because it's just it's funny. Them. It's funny. It's I feel Collins is a presence. They're poking fun at videos and they're poking yeah. fun at themselves. So you're like, oh, it's entertaining, but the song is such dog shit yeah. that you're like, what the why? Why waste the like entertaining video yeah. on this bad song? Yeah, they're just, they're also doing the thing of literally interpreting the lyrics yes. into the video. Yeah, which uh, is entertaining to me. Yeah, and I found this whole thing kind of entertaining and fun. But goddamn, this song is just like this <laughs> is where you're just like, yeah. okay, they're done. Like, and they Invis- were after this. I think Genesis like yep, broke pretty up much. after this, right? Yeah. Invisible Touch they had a couple of good songs. You're like, okay, they're pretty good. Yeah, and you're like, it's not what I really want. And then this came along, and you're like, okay, so we're just fucking everything now. Yeah, we don't this give is, a shit. This is dog shit mixed with cat shit. <laughs> yes, uh, but let's watch it because I. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I they played this video so many every times. hour on the hour yeah. in 1992, and I saw it so many times. I don't think I've seen it since. I haven't seen it since 1992 either. Yeah. But I remember there's a Michael Jackson thing in it that made me entertained. Oh, jeez. And it's Phil just being Phil, and I go, okay, Phil's kind of Phil's got a like a dad comedy presence. Yeah, but they're doing the thing where it's like they're trying to be kind of edgy, but they're so. I don't strange. really see him as kind of being edgy. I see him as just being stupid. Yeah, he is that. And so I'm okay with it. Like they're leaning into like what they. See, he's wacky. But just. That, and we did this in the episode too, where almost all the songs we pick, everyone just kind of plods along. It's like a wet fart. But even that that springy, I don't remember the name of the little percussion instrument that makes that springy sound. Like, ha ha, this is a wacky song. Yeah, like it's so weird. It's such a weird song for them to be like, this is going to be our big single. Oh, she wasn't She wasn't picking up this hitchhiker for a car. She was picking up a lizard. This always entertained me. This, what, the, them doing the walk? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fun. Because in the lyrics, is the only thing about him is the way he walks. Yeah. So they came up with a funny walk. Yeah. And I like the behind-the-scenes stuff. I think I just like that, like, there's more thought put into this video than there is the song. Yeah, like, and, and I get it, but like we said in the original episode that we did, like, it's hard to separate how I feel about the song yeah. from the video. Like, if I hate the song, it's hard to be good like the video. Yeah. But I see, like, okay, the, the, the skits that they're doing here. Yeah, they're poking fun at commercials. Yeah, like, okay, I get it, even though you're like a massively commercial band. Like, <laughs> this feels like a big yeah. yeah. Or a Shasta <laughs> Now, you mentioned it like no one young is thinking of these songs. Yeah. And I think this is randomly. Uh, like, Lily only knows Phil Collins because of the Tarzan movie. Oh, right. And yeah, she yeah. loves those two songs sure. from the Tarzan movie. And then she's like, I don't need anything else, and I don't want to And she's not wrong. Yeah. And then in the video, a fat guy is trying to steal his blue jeans. But that was in the previous scene where he's the dog in the I think Phil Collins is dad fucking bugging to the camera. Yeah. I like his mind right now. Now, yeah. do you take this over Michael Mechanics? You have to pick until I just kill myself? Nope. You have to stay alive. Pick this or the living years. Uh, I'm probably gonna pick take this. Seven uh, years is so bad. So is this, but it's also like this. This I can hear the living years and be like, yeah, this sucks, but I can ignore it. Stuff like I can't dance by Genesis, like yeah, fills me with boiling hate. Yeah. Like, I want to just, I want to beat up Phil Collins. So there is like nothing, again, I love the answer. There is nothing to this song. Like nothing. It's such a novelty hit. Like, yeah. how is this such a big hit? Yeah. Because it's, it's a goof. Yeah. And it's just weird that this was a big hit. Yeah. I like the behind the scenes stuff that's real. I think that's fun. Yeah. 
Uh, but you're just like, you guys, even before, even not counting the Good Era, the early 80s Genesis was actually like pretty good. This is like ridiculous. I just, I just don't like Phil Collins, like as a person. Really? <laughs> and the other two are dweebs too. Like, there's yeah. some dweebs. I mean, Phil Collins is a great one. Sure, okay, he should have stayed behind oh, the kick. This this always made me oh, this Oh, I do remember this, yeah. where he does the Michael Jackson dancing. Yeah. yeah. Who are you to make fun of Michael Jackson? Wow, you're really anti-fail. I am. He wow. Sucks. See, it was his keys. Zip up and slipper. Because... And then it just... Yeah, <laughs> Because he can't dance. Wow. This really triggered you. I mean, it's very triggering. That's so funny. Because even when I was, you know, nine, I was like, this sucks. This is oh, lame. so bad. <laughs> I'm too cool for this. Yeah. I'm a nine-year-old. I'm nine. Yeah. Yeah. No, they fell off big with that song. Yeah. That was for, like like you said, boomer dads. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Look at what he's playing Phil Collins. I can't dance either. <laughs> but I get that, like... Okay, the video achieves what it sets out to achieve. It is a well-done video. Yes. For a dumb, dumb song. Yeah. That didn't need a good video. <laughs> but it also makes me angry. No, it does. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we have one clip left. Mm-hmm. This is a B-side for our 1977 video. Yeah. And a little earlier in the episode, we talked about a band called The Dance. I've heard of them. And I described how they originally were a punk band. Yes. In 1976 and 1977. I didn't pick their first single since it technically came out in 76. It is not a proper B-side mm. to our 77 episode. But their biggest hit, Neat, 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 did come out in 1977. Mm-hmm. So we're going to watch them do that. Okay. On uh, Top of the Pops type show. Okay. Uh, so this is, this is now you're going to see the original version okay. of the band, Including the same dude that you saw with that ridiculous oh, okay. hair. Cool. In his original sort of proto-goth look. Yeah. But this is their original sound and this is my favorite damn song. Okay. Probably their most famous song. Neat, neat, neat. Neat, neat. I like the name. Neat, neat, neat. Yeah. Dance with neat, neat, neat. Cue the music. Cue them. Take two. Oh, wow. That's got to be a Let's do that. Oh, wow. What a different energy. Yeah, because they're not goth at all, but he no. is like, oh, I'm going to do like a vampire thing. He does, but his like energy is still very calm. Yeah. Oh, Whereas yeah. like... In that other video is very you know, off the foot. Oh wow, this is really interesting. And this is, he looks way cooler here than he did. Yes. <laughs> this is so much faster than the other songs. They were punk bands. They were one of the original wow. punk bands. But it's also so early in punk that punk hadn't been defined and modified yet. So like, yeah. they've all got a different look. And that's why he's like, oh, maybe I'll just do this goth thing. Because goth isn't a thing yet. Yeah. But it's just his thing. It's like, yeah, I want to look like a vampire. Which is okay. And it actually, it's not out of place here at all. Yeah. Because it's all, it's all undefined everywhere. And I can tell you right now, they're better than the Yeah, they're a little bit... They're a little bit more straight up rock and roll. Yeah. 
Like, I don't hate this. And even before they turned goth, they were, you know, stylistically eclectic and did a lot of more just fun rock and roll I love his like a time machine and uh, this, this guy from 1985 like say about nine years. Yeah. Totally different and they're like, what are you talking about? We're gonna be talking forever. The other thing they're sort of thinking first, remember when you watched that video for 80s by Killing Joe? Yeah. And it had that riff that Nirvana sort of ripped up from Coming yes. to Water. Like, yeah. So, some people are like, oh, he stole that from Killing Joe. But actually, Killing Joe stole it from them. Really? From like an 83 record. Oh, wow. Good news cycle. There's Captain Sensible like that riff. And again, two minutes and 30 seconds. Yep. <laughs> I love how tickled these two hosts seem. Yeah, they're like, that was crazy. I've never seen anything like that before. That was fascinating. Yeah. I mean, again, you see the same guy, kind of, but that's a totally different band. Yeah, it is not like, goth music. No, night the, and yeah. day. Not yeah. even remotely close. Yeah. But then goth became a thing, and that guy was like, that's kind of what I've always wanted like, to do. So <laughs> really what I was thinking of, so we're that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I kind of wanted to use this opportunity to look at both versions of the damned. No, I'm glad you did because I was going to ask about like how they sounded earlier. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. But that was our last clip for our B-sides and thus closes another season of Music Raygun. We did it again. Stay tuned for season 14. What's yeah. going to happen? Music podcasting. More music podcasting. And more of us. And more terrific. We love us. Yeah. But that's the end of this episode of this season of Music Raygun. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Kirk. Until next time. See ya! See ya.